bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Fresh, candid, and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the Common Council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Unfortunately, I'm hosting the roundtable, and I'm getting whooped up, kicked around, beat around, but it don't matter because tonight, it's the second weekend of Summerfest Milwaukee, so come and enjoy the world's largest musical festival today through Saturday. Many of the music's top artists will be coming to Summerfest. Check out City Girls, The Boogie with the Hoodie, Sean Paul, and of course, The Elements. The one y'all all like Earth, wind, and fire. Hey. hey. So, did, did I miss Odessa? Was that last night? I think I missed it. Sorry. Am I the only Don't one? miss out on all the fun at Milwaukee's biggest summer party like Ebony did. Uh, get your tickets. They got some. Now at Summerfest.com. Summerfest presented by our founding partner, American Family Insurance. And thank you to our official Summerfest food provider, Major Goolsby's. <sighs> so much. I don't even know where to start. So, at some point, we're going to have to make it a point to figure out how affirmative action is going to be um, undergirded. And so my question to you, start with Ebony, what's the end game? Like what? Like, okay, so we got this. We're starting to slowly pull, oh, no more DEI. We don't need that stuff. Let's get rid of that stuff. What is that? We don't need that. Let's go on merit. Okay, so let me so let me get this right. You you wrote the book. You came up with the rules, you came up with the procedures, and then you set the boundaries, and then you wrote the test. You created the culture, yours, and then you gave it to us and we're supposed to pass it. 
And we do. If you look at data of who holds the most education in the country. Yep. It's who? Black women. That's right. So I think once the the purpose we like them. Of the <laughs> once the purpose Second. of what they're trying to do comes to bear, they'll figure out another way to change it. They'll right. figure out another way to change the rules, change the game. Now I say we've been complaining about our HBCUs. It's time for somebody to sit down with them and say, look, your tuition's too high. Your, some of y'all buildings is too raggedy. We got enough black people, right? $300 billion a year. We waste our money on stuff we probably shouldn't be having, right? Shoes, drinking, all that. I'm, I'm just being silly. But $300 billion, we should be able to take care of all of our major HBCUs hands down. Perception is everything. So at your IVs, they're called historic buildings, and it's the ambiance of the bricks falling through the ceiling. And, right, when it's our HBCUs, they say, oh, you know, campus is terrible. It's, it's underfunded. It's, so perception is everything. What sure. you call it is everything. Sure. Why is there a difference in what we call it? Can we just get to the root of the issue? Can we just say that it's all about race? Can can we just say globally? Then why do that, we call them historically black colleges and universities then? Again, I say we say historic Ivy League schools that have the same issues. There is there really is no difference. You can go to and I won't name any, but I'll say there are historic campuses here in the city that have the same thing. You mean like you, Marquette? No, 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 not not like Marquette. Uh, like market. other other <laughs> campuses, ain't no bricks falling off on the market. No, 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 there's no, some bricks no, falling. No, no, no. Oh. There's some things <laughs> that need to be repaired. Um, there's That's some historic ambiance. I want you to keep your job, but there, there, there are some, <laughs> some universities I've even had the pleasure of uh instructing at you know, Stop. don't have. Don't have Stop. air conditioning, Stop. the windows only open two inches Stop. in, um, and they're old. Yep. But somehow they get a pass and we attack HBCUs. And I just, I don't think that's fair. Oh, absolutely not. But I say I want to build up mine. So let's, let's, let's get some money. That's the truth, right? So the truth is people complain about some of the campuses because right. some of the campuses is dope, dope. <laughs> um, Been to D.C. lately. Right. Been and, to the A.U. lately. Oh, shoot. Woo. Spellman. Shout Lord out to my mercy. baby. Right. Um, but I think that's the truth, though. Like, we should be investing better in particular, some of the smaller ones. Like, shout out to Deion Sanders for what he did. For At Jackson the State. Jackson State <laughs> University. Shout it out. Did you graduate Class from Jackson of 1997. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, and to your point, I remember being at Jackson State and hearing about how wonderful Ole Miss was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, wow, why does this classroom look so dated and aged? Now, going back to homecoming, I felt like, wow, my university dollars have been busy Things have grown. Buildings have um, older buildings have been preserved, but it is a lot of growth. And it made me proud finally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to see some of these campuses look respectable compared to uh, some of these other schools. Right. It's taken too long. But I do agree there is some investment as a community that we could be doing better to support these these institutions. Um, there are some young people I know for me coming from a Catholic school environment my, my entire life. I was like, I want to go down there and feel that. Well, I have black professors. I want to hear their opinion. I want them to give me that yeah. intel for life. I'm going to be a black mother. I want to know how to raise a black son and a black daughter. I want to know what I need to know. I want people who I feel like will be part of my community for life. I want mentorship. I had had it at 
predominantly white schools or with white faculty. I wanted it with black faculty, and I felt wonderful in that environment. Mm -hmm. But it also taught me not to be scared. Ooh. So I'm not scared or intimidated when I walked in rooms because I was taught what my power was. Right. It's yours. It's mine. And so when I came to a Marquette, I was like, hello, (laughs) I have arrived. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? And I'm here. Welcome to everybody at the table. Uh, But these young people you see here, they don't have that confidence. But why not? The world tells them come on, not come on, let's, the police let's, officers let's, let's the get schools. it down. Let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get it down on a base level because like I said the other day, nobody's going and telling these parents that are jacking up their own kids to stop. At a base level, all y'all kids are good because of y'all. Cause of their, cause but of when their the village. other kids are bad, we pretend like the parents didn't do anything. No, the, kid, the parents jacked up their kids. When my house got broken into... The kid, 16 years old, got caught. He was a burglar. Got caught two days later. Burglar, 16-year-old, walking up the street. They had his prints. Boom. Oh, yeah, he's already been arrested before. He had a ticket. They catch him two days later. I go to court because he's at the juvenile center, and I go for his, like, arraignment, right? And his mom and daddy there. Mom and daddy. Accountability. On parole. For burglary. (laughs) For burglary. Wait, the parents are on <laughs> For burglary. Both of them. Not one. Both. Okay, so, so can I just can and, I and play the, the contrarian? And that's the you. thing that we need to figure out a way so before you to do that, call so. out our parents that aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Why is your child driving at 80 miles an hour running into a tree, killing two people and running from the car? I I I I and I want to hit on something you said with that, King, because we okay. talked about this. And one of our um, and Quavo and I Antonio Nixon, if y'all know them, he does a lot. Know him, he does a lot of like dialogues. And we talked about this word of accountability, parents having to step up. So I'm gonna do two parts on that. Parents, because we 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 blame the system, and cause you, you were when we were talking about DEI, we blame the system for creating the mess we in. Right? We can't take that away because families learn certain things, learn behavior, then becomes Correct. something shared. But in the same breath, if your 16-year-old is coming home or not coming home or he has a weapon in his backpack or in his waistband and you let him leave and you say something like, all right, they're going to get you, then then that's a problem for me. Yes, it is. No, that's no accountability. Exactly. Yes, it is. And, and then, then you're talking about a T-shirt and then you're talking about a bear tied to a tree. Like those are like So we got to have accountable conversations. But I always tell people this, too. But then we also got to have a village conversation for accountability because a lot of times in those situations when those parents are that far off, to me, there is a village potentially that's in this young dude's ear. But they don't listen to the village. And when I say village, I'm not talking about a little Linnell who you ain't never seen before. I'm walking down the street. I'm like, what up, King? you like, fam, I don't know you. I'm talking about, you know, big bro that keeps, you know, just in your ear, like that village, like uncle such and such. We want to get to see nephew or little Correct. cousin. Like, bro, like Correct. we got to own some of that accountability and then have their parents be accountable because then when they but see how's it my I'm, I'm playing devil yeah. how's it my accountability for your son acting like a knucklehead i think the accountability piece becomes this because as we're all parents 
our babies go somewhere and hang with somebody and see something, right? right? And so how do we start to correct that? How do we start to say, okay, if your home life ain't ain't sweet for whatever reason, like your your parents, both parents on probation, if I see you and I see something, I should be like, yo, bro, what, you good? What, right. what are we doing this for? Like, all right, and you, you can say, but if I keep saying it and show you a level of mm-hmm. somebody, I think then that's when you transform. Like, but that becomes from of that comes from a respect of of I know your children, you know my children, I know your children. So you've had a conversation with your daughter, you had a conversation with your son, I had a conversation with my daughters that said, "Hey, if Ebony tell you something, like we, what we doing?" So how do we change? We the don't image? have that anymore. But how do we change the images that our kids are seeing by being present and being where they are? Right. So you think about you have to care. People got to care about doing that. They got to have feelings, have emotions. Like, we have to be willing to go into the schools. I, I hate, like, when you look at Milwaukee and, and, and it's. But then the school teachers need to change because I work during the day. Well, so here, I can't make it. Here we are, though. Like, here, this piece but of it can't be the teacher's sole responsibility to raise the children. Yeah. That's parents not what have I said. To, well, That's parents have to have accountability. Have teachers have. are, are at, at a job. They have their own kids right. as well. Right. Uh, it has to be the village. I brought my kids up to know the difference. Uh, I allowed my family in my village to help discipline them and hold expectations that if you choose that route, it's not just accountability in our home. It's going to be accountability at grandma's house and aunt's house. And it was taught. So how do you fix a system or fix a situation Mm. where you're talking about parents that did not have that same village? There was a quote. Classes. There was a quote that the the most famous Bill Russell said. (laughs) Bill Russell said that there's no such thing as other people's kids. Oh, that, absolutely. That and so with that. But today it is because you'll be in jail. Yeah. But it's all of us. I think you put your hands there's on my this, this disconnect. Well, you can't say anything to anyone's child. These kids no, you can't. that are reckless shoot you. driving. These are our kids. Like, they will hit someone. They are coming up our streets and will hit someone that we care about. And, and But they don't make the connection. They're somebody we care about. Right? right. So we keep talking about them, them, them. Um, put yourself in the child's position. I think... Until we in this city start showing other options. I say, what are you want to drive 80 miles an hour? You should be a race car driver. Well, let me show you how to monetize uh, the American dream we, for the things you want to do. But they keep doing things and they've never been held responsible for anything. Again, Why would let's I flip it you? to say that we need paramedic drivers. We need them no, to go I don't fast. Want you driving no param- Listen Come to what on. I'm saying, though. Listen to what I'm saying, though. We have the you. solutions to the problems that are right. here. We don't. We have no they're, Formula they're, One they're, black drivers. They're telegraphing right. all of their, um, all the positive things that they know how to do. All the techniques, all the stuff. Just point them like we do our kids. Point them in the right direction. You know, mm-hmm. my daughter kept playing with stuff and disconnecting stuff and mm-hmm. rewiring stuff. She's a software engineer now. Just if my teachers them. had have said, "Hey, Ebony is a great student, but she talks so much. Ebony is a great student. She just." She's always talkative in class. If they had to say, let, let me show you how Oprah used her voice to become a billionaire. Yeah. You, wouldn't, the you wouldn't be sitting here right now. That's what you're saying. You know what? We would be having this. <laughs> Your name would be outside the building. She'd be looking at her phone going, Dr. Yeah. Kent. But I, I agree. That. Even as you're working with young people as they're trying to figure out what do I want to be right. when I grow up. Right. You have to start with the human being that's in front of you. You have to look at them as a human being and say you are worthy and what you're interested in is meaningful. And there's a place for you somewhere, whether it's in college, at a tech school or in a trade school. So if you love video games and you can't think outside of that realm, maybe you need to think about designing your own video games instead of making everything that they find interesting a negative. 
How do you flip it and turn it into a positive? When you keep telling young people you're wrong, you're wasting time, you're not going to be anything, what do you think is going to be the outcome of oh, that? Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know what? Absolutely. So, so real quick. So you, mm-hmm. everybody saw the story about the mother who told the son to shoot the, shoot the guy, right? Um, where they were they were in the restaurant. The mother got into an argument with this man. The man fired on the mama, hit the mama. The mother told the son to bring go get the, bring the gun. So accountability. Right. The mother's now charged. Yeah. And the son's, um, I believe, was dropped, if I read it correctly. How old was he? I think he was 14. Good. Wow. And so they dropped the charges. But it, the village was the people that were in that restaurant that were saw this grown man Swing off, right. yell, cuss out this lady. The village is like, hey, bro, we good. We're in a restaurant. Whatever she said, la, 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 let's let it go. That's part of the village, too. Correct. To save that boy Correct. from not losing a mama or Correct. somebody losing a dad. Because somebody came up behind and said, don't lock that boy up because that wasn't his fault. He did what his mama told him to do. So, that was mama told him to do. And technically, the law says when those types of things happen, like if you have a family member who is wanted by the police and it's your son and you harbor him, they can't arrest you for harboring your son. He's your son. Like, sometime the law will go, oh, uh, yeah, we can't. They don't know my mother. Mm. No, no. <laughs> well, your mama yeah. would have beat the living. Yeah. She got you. She's Ebony right would here. not be here. She is no. right here. Oh, she under the desk over here. <laughs> well, well, oh, yeah. She would have opened the door. It's like, oh, there she We'll get there. Right say, there. there excuse, excuse me, ma'am. Can, can we take the rope off and put handcuffs on, please? <laughs> she, you could untie her now. Untie her. <laughs> You're listening to Truth Roundtable. I don't know where we're going, but we'll be right back. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. They having conversations off the microphone. We I, we'll probably be around here after six o'clock. I'm just saying. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Black conscience. When you get a chance, give us a call back. Hurry up. Um. Somebody brought up alternatives that we Ebony Sally. Mm. Uh, somebody brought up alternatives of things that have been happening. My issue is we have to get at the base of what's causing some of these things and start calling them out. Nobody will tell a girl or a boy, stop having kids. You ain't married. You don't have the wherewithal to even take care of a baby. And you don't have a family structure to take care of you. So how you taking care? And at some point, we got away from that. We started, and I'm going to say it, I saw it in church. Well, you know, we shouldn't be not blessing kids and just because they parents, you know, they had a baby out of, out of wedlock, however you want to call it. Now they had a baby and they weren't married. And I said, I get that. It's not the baby's fault, but did y'all at least call the mom and daddy out? Like girl, what you doing? Nope. Nope. Things have become so normalized that now you can't put the, the, the toothpaste back in the tube. It's out. It's just, Forget about kids. Yeah, I'm talking about the fact that you drive yeah. at a point. I was at a light today. The guy drove past me, white guy. 
already in a raggedy car, driving up Sherman, <laughs> weaving in and out, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, I'm 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 going up Grant because dude driving crazy. Like I would rather put up with speed bumps than to bother with getting hit, killed, and then you do it. Well, you know, you got to give him a chance. He grew up as he had a hard life. I had a hard life too. <laughs> well, you know, he grew up on welfare. I did too. Uh, he got he got free lunch and free and free breakfast. I did too. Uh, he only but had one parent. They I did too. That everybody has that life, and so they start to make decisions Excuses. for people. Right. That we all right. Right. Or or there was some negative. So a lot of people will harp on single moms. Um, I don't even know what my life would have been like growing up with both my parents. They right. both remarried. Right. Right. Um, did she their came own up thing. with like eight or nine parents. It's terrible. <laughs> nah. I, did. I have two Facts. wonderful sets of parents. But my point being, people try to stereotype, even in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. even within my village. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to do anything with her. She's a tomboy. She's always hanging around with the boys. Right. Because they don't gossip. It's no drama. They don't make me feel bad about myself because I decided to put my hair up in a ponytail and no makeup, right? Um, Sound like my sisters. (laughs) Right? Just let us play with He-Man and just leave us alone for the day. Um, Because she like me. (laughs) My my point is people put their titles, people put their traumas on me. My mother um, wanted a peaceful household. That was more important than the illusion of a peaceful household. So I was able to grow up in a peaceful household, and that's how I moved forward in life. So, but but that title, oh, she was raised by a single mother. Oh, so we got to treat her like this. Yeah. No, you would treat her like an educated child, right? That she is. And, I mean, you have to understand when you talk about family structure, like my parents were married. And to be honest, I think my life would have been better had my father <laughs> not been in the household. Hello. Because my father... Um, is still what's, a piece of work. What's the word? My my grandmother said hellion. Uh, okay, let's use that hellion. Hellion, I like that. My father like played that. both ends and was in the street. There were things that I saw and was subjected to because of his lifestyle that compromised me coming and going from school by people he dealt with. And Where your my, daddy at? Huh? Where your daddy at? He, oh, in Crete, Illinois, how Raymond? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> It, Creep money. Yeah. No, um, mercy. So it's not that just because two parents are in a household that Makes it's going it to be good. right. It's Correct. about a village. It's about the right people that are instilling because the, what he taught me was all the wrong things, the things I would never teach my daughter to be. Right. He taught me to be a side chick. He taught me, you know, you can you can use your your body. You can use Get money. This. You can you know, you can you can sell drugs. You can do these things. And it's OK. That's what he I. that's what he showed me. Right. So it's not about the label. I give respect to anybody that's holding it down by themselves. It's really about the individual. But when it comes to accountability. um, That's everybody. Yeah, that that needs to be everybody. We're going to say it more. Yeah, accountability of everybody. And I am one. I'm crazy. When kids come to me, I'm like, hey, hey, pull your pants up. Listen, sit up in here. Listen, we don't do that here. I'm sorry. Put your feet down. Let's do it. We in here. How come I can't dress the way I want to dress, though? Because I shouldn't see your underwear. I don't want to see that. I don't don't want to see it. And I'm the one that will say it because I was used to that happening because I do it with love. Right. So if I see young women walking around campus and they hair all over their head, I'm like, hey, baby, don't come outside like right. that right. because it's not enough of us around here. They might think you're my daughter and I'm not having it. Well, that's, it goes back to we're not monolithic as a people, right? Our experience is not monolithic. We've all dealt with things differently and we, we can't be treated the same. Like 
Like Dr. King can have his own opinion and you can love him the same, but we got to stop thinking we all have to have the same experience in order to understand each other. Cause that's farthest from the truth. You're not less than anything if just cause you didn't have my experience. Mm-hmm. But many times when younger people say, well, you didn't experience what I experienced. So you don't understand. Facts. Listen, there, there are some things that are parallel that you haven't experienced yet. I'm trying to get you to a point to function with what happened to you based on what happened to me. Oh, well, you too old. You don't understand. No, I'm trying to give you tools. So when it happens. Did I say this? I yeah, feel you like, said that. What, okay, what, was like, what is that? This feels familiar. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this. And that's a great point because when I have conversation with young people and they say something like, oh, Mr. Linnell, you don't know what I've been through. You know, you know what? I don't. But you don't know what I went through. Right. I want to. I just want to help and you. And because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. Thank you. Yeah. It's all just I'm trying different. To say. But I got yes. tools that you can use. That's all I want to get. And you. how about us being open they as adults and with, with who we are and what we've been through but and they say, don't I, I went through some things, too, particularly when I think about our women. Women are not great with sharing with their daughters or the girls around about mistakes they made. Because I think they might do the I same do. thing. <laughs> you know, I share because I'm like, you don't have to live on when I can. You can learn through my mistakes and, yep. and, and find a way. Let me show you some different scenarios, how they play out. And then you pick what you think is best for you. And some but we things, don't own that as women, particularly with our girls. And some things you just don't need to experience. Period. Like, I'm just curious. don't do that. Well, I would. No, no let me you're tell you not why. doing that. I'm sharing with you. <laughs> let me tell yeah. you why. Yeah. I tell people all the time, Mm-mm. in particular, when we work with them, if you're going to work with young people, the first thing you have to do is be willing to be open and vulnerable so you can share your entire story. Mm-hmm. Because see, when, <laughs> so when a young person looks at you and they see who you are in the now, yeah, you know, they may not be a guy fan. You ain't went through nothing. You ain't done nothing. But when I get to talking about, you know, who I was or right. what I went right. through or where right. I – different, but you got to be willing – Adults, if y'all listen, I'm going to say them, get off my soapbox. If you're going to talk to a young person, have a conversation, first things first, be open and vulnerable to listening to them and sharing the entire you. And I ain't just talking about the dope stories where you thought you was this or you were cold, it was this. I'm talking about, no, the where struggle, you struggled, the fight, mental, the failure. like when you were having mental health problems, like, nope, I'm, yep. I'm being picked on in school, or I don't have money, or I don't have them shoes. What? Be open and vulnerable to do that. And, Linnell, I've seen you do that. And, you know, there are people who there's a people there are people in our community who do that. And I'll get on and say when I was at Jackson State, I wasn't on meal plan. I was down there every day figuring out how I was going to eat. But I was determined to be there. I knew I needed to get out of Chicago. I need I knew I need to get away from my father. Illinois State University. Got it. (laughs) So I will tell people that yep. story i'm yep. not too proud to say yep. you know we, we, we were That's eating right. ramen we were sharing we did what we what had to do uh people would let me swipe sometimes to be able to eat in the cafeteria mm. uh i'm not ashamed of that story because of who i am now That's it's made me but young people got to be unafraid of struggle you know you got to know that life is not going to always give you things you're going to have to go you through something right. and, through and, and be able to walk through that fire yep. and have a story a testimony 833-212-1017 is the number. Before we go to traffic, weather, and sports and all that stuff, talking text line, um, I think it's LT that says, everybody can give their personal opinions on a parent household uh, depending on their own life experiences. However, statistics show that children who grow up in two-parent households are more likely to be successful college graduates and not criminals. That does not mean everybody, but it means the majority, and it's like 75%. My argument is, 
to that, even though I understand and recognize that, is that the problem is too many other parents that are single parents have exceeded some of those two parent households. And so I think what we have to do is look at the success and disregard the parents, because when we keep doing that, we keep mentally putting out into the universe that something's wrong with me if I don't have two parents, whether they're divorced or whether you just grew up with one. It's not how you start it's how you finish. So if you finish strong, am I really caring? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I should marry you because you only had one parent. Like, what is that? Right. I don't, you know, you haven't had the experiences I had because you but had we one have parent. But we it, have to it's... explore that, too, because how we we are very good as a community. And I know you hate community collaboration. Um, I've evolved. At uh, hiding some of those things. Correct. It, it does create trauma. Yes, and it you does. still have to explain and work Correct. through that trauma. Like, Correct. what do you feel that you were missing? That affects how you show up in relationships. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. the other part of that before we go to break is that we missed the fact that how we are and who we are and the trauma you went through with a broken home and all that stuff. Why my home got to be broken? Because it's broke. <laughs> because, it's they, because they broke up. They broke up. It's fractured. fractured. It's a fraction. The, 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 down there. But the whole point is this, right? That trauma made me who I am today and made me great. So when we talk about it, that's why we have to be authentic so that you hear everything. People come back and tell, you said that on the air? You have type 2 diabetes? What? what? Okay. Right. You, you said that you was on academic probation when you was in college? Right. But if that one person heard it and said, well, dude, he got a PhD. If he can do it, I, know I, can, I, do I can do it. it too. That's all that matters. Facts. Facts. It's not always about you Facts. and it's not always about who you see because there are people watching you. You don't even know they're watching you. They're being great every day, waking up every day, going to work every day, doing something because they saw you do it Ooh. and went, man, if Linnell can go work through all that drama and still come, I can do it. I got it. And you may never know. And that's mm-hmm. the problem with this, 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 this text because I understand what they were trying to say, right. but we, we start putting people in the box Based on what we have seen. Yeah, if you have two supportive parents, okay, yeah, statistically, okay. But if you don't, guess what? I ain't about to put you in that box, though. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep it pushing and keep it moving. And there shouldn't be one or the other. Like, either you got two parents, you're going to be successful, and you have it. It looks like (laughs) what we thought was a good thing, or it doesn't. Therefore, you're you're worse off. That's not true. Um, and I agree with what you said, Ken. You know, sometimes going through that trauma do that, make that, you stronger. Excuse me, that's Dr. Ken. Do- <laughs> get it, get it. I PhD. saw Shotown. Shotown came out. Shotown mm-hmm. came, 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 came out. Came out there. She's like, hold on, <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. Dr. We Ken. In okay. We in Milwaukee. Dr. Ken, yes. Um, I, I, I do I, I, believe I that trauma can make you stronger and surviving trauma can make you stronger. But I also know there's are stories that need to be told so these young people can see themselves in the people that they admire and say, you know what, I kind of mirror that situation. Therefore, I think there's hope that I can overcome it. They assume because they think their story is so terrible and so off-putting that I'm so ashamed. I don't want anyone to authentically know me because I don't fit in anywhere. And it's absolutely false. It's you know like imposter syndrome, right? Like oh, yeah. that that impacts like, and, but people don't even like people will see you moving, thinking because you doing X that you don't suffer from something like that, right? Mm-hmm. There are young people who don't think they belong in certain situations who are ready to take their own life 
just from that little that feeling there, right? And being feeling like I'm on posture being at um, Marquette High School or Marquette University for that matter. And I was telling my story about Marquette when I graduated, and I remember being the only black person in classes of 125 yep. students. Yep. At one point in time, yep. and feeling that feeling like, why am I here? Easily. But being able to talk through that though, so people are like you really felt like that. Yes. yes. And I got kicked out. Let me stop. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I got it. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. You are listening to the Truth Round Table. Truth Nation, there's a fantastic event that's coming up for you that you don't want to miss. The award-winning I almost don't want to read this. 1017 The Truth is proud to announce our inaugural Truth Family Fest on Saturday, August 12th at Riverside University High School. Gone. Gone. At Riverside University High School. I was trying to. Gone. The best high school in the land and country. 1615 East Locust Avenue. Just immediately east of the Milwaukee River. We're bringing the community together for our family festival that will have something for everyone. Live music, spoken word, delicious food, healthcare resources, and free giveaways. Mark your calendar for this exciting event. Come out, enjoy the music, the food, the fun. Inaugural Truth Family Fest, Saturday, August 12th, Riverside University High School. No? Thank you. (laughs) So the talk and text line, the reply was, I wasn't saying ostracize or alienate the kids that only have one parent i'm saying what i'm saying is adults should strive for a two-parent household before they have children a child's parents can be divorced and still have that second parent as financial and emotional support even if it's just showing up at little league games while i agree with that i've known too many male and female single parents that have hit the home run that everything was okay. So let's stop looking at the failures and look at the ones that won. Nope. Disregard. Let's look at both. If you're going to look at, at two-parent households that won, let's look at two-parent households that failed. If you're going to look at the two-parent household, uh, the single-parent households that failed, let's look at the ones that won. Because I guarantee you there are more that won than failed. It's just your perspective and how you look at it. I'm just saying. Agreed. Gotta look at it all. Not monolithic. Every situation is not dire. I get what this person's saying. Yeah, you want that person to be supportive and before you have a baby. And believe it or not, people sit down and like, oh, we're going to be together. You think so? You know, it just don't work like that sometimes. It don't work like that sometimes. It just like don't work sometimes. like sometimes. Well, when you have kids, you've guaranteed 18 years of you togetherness. Keep, you figure it out, right? Minimum. You figure it out. Kids first, man. That's why we got to learn to put our kids first. Yep. You know, if you have a situation, don't work out, put the babies first. And keep it going. But now look at the implications of that. So now we have relationships that go, and it, look, I, I hear the dating pool is trash. This yeah, is what yeah, they yeah. say. I would, right? No, I'm they glad say, I'm in Alice. <laughs> they say I'm, glad. I'm but, on my way out. <laughs> but my point is, so if now people aren't buying that first home, having the children, building up the communities, putting down roots, quote unquote, until they're thirty, 
what does that do to our economic vitality of our cities? So we say one thing, we want people to get together, yep. have children, two-parent families, all that, invest in real estate, invest where you are, and then we create a system that doesn't support that. Very true. 833-212-1017 is the number. We got to take another break because y'all kind of talk too much. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Truth Roundtable coming up to the end. Let me figure out what we missed and didn't talk about because I've never gotten through a list of stuff I'm supposed to talk about on the because you know you invite. One thing I did want to say is let's not be afraid of what they did to affirmative action. Historically, the majority of black people who invented all the great things in life. Grew up at a time pre and post slavery where they had to teach themselves to become literate. Reading, writing, arithmetic. These are the same people that invented stoplights and refrigerators and all sorts of things, right? We were always on the periphery of society, but we still created things that stand to this day. So don't tell me we're not going to make it. Facts. We will. We always will. More importantly, we always do. 1959, there was a guy who graduated from the Air Force Academy who was black, the only black person in the class. And for four years, they never spoke to him. Imagine your U.S. senator giving you a letter to go to a military academy. And for four years, you're a cadet and no one, not the teacher, not your counselor, not the president, nobody on staff literally speaks to you until the president appoints you as a general and they say your name, Benjamin O. Davis. So we talk about stuff, oh, we can't do this and we can't get through that. We've been through this before. We've, we've done this before. If we get back to the village Start using that $300 billion that we're blanking away on stuff that we don't really need and pay for the things that our kids need, like, for example, Northwestern has a Center for Talent Development. You go in and read it, and it has every grade from three years old through 18. Your kid can get AP classes, enrichment, everything, gifted, everything. Right there. Why don't we have that? Why don't we have a university tied 
that that's a whole other issue of not having university HBCUs tied to Wisconsin satellites and all that, where our kids start getting training in addition to MPS or private school. Oh, you got talent. You need to be over here. You, you, no, you, you need to come over here. My daughter went to the Center for Talent Development at a time when I didn't have no money. I was broke. But we still did it. Was able to take the ACT multiple times through high school for like $85. And it didn't count against her. So by the time she got to sixth grade, she got a 23. UW-Madison, yeah, so your daughter got a 23, she can get it. No, she can't go. She's only in sixth grade. Thank you. (laughs) Hang up. And then she ended up getting a 30 when she went to college. That's because she what? Practice. We need to get our kids young, get them practicing those things, practice the math, the science, the reading, the English. So by the time they take their standardized tests, they slam it. Can't say nothing about merit. They at the top. That's it. That's the only thing I think we can do. Your thoughts? I, I think two things. One, that's powerful, but but here's what we have to do too on that. Because I agree with you, right? Like, let's prep our babies to have them be who they're supposed to be. Right. But what we have is a fear in parents of school. Like, there are parents who are fearful wow. of, because of their experiences in school. Ah, gotcha. Right? So they went through a time gotcha. where they were always – you stupid, you this, you're that. So now they're trying to raise their kids. And that's why when that's and I told somebody this is kind of like that's why people send their kids to schools and then try to hide because they don't know what to do or say. And so we gotta figure we gotta figure that piece out. So to your point, when they're third grade, why it's important to be reading, you should have been reading to them so when they get to third grade, right. they're feeling like, oh, right. I got this, right? Right. But there's this fear because they were told they were stupid. Mm. You know, they were told there was this, that they don't know how to do that piece, unfortunately. That's just my thing. Well, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you being here. Latrice. My peoples. My peoples. Marquette. Marquette crazy. Is that that a new saying? Anyway. Ebony Sally, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And Linnell Ramey, appreciate y'all. Oh, six, baby. (laughs) Tori Lowe Show is coming up next. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. Thank you, Rhea. We'll have a great weekend. Um, I'll be back Monday. I'm off the 4th of July. I ain't talking to y'all on the 4th of July. I'm going to eat a lot of barbecue. And um, and then be back on Wednesday. So take care. God bless. Don't work too hard. Um, I'm not. I'm out. <laughs>